This ain't no regular Taz show. It's the Friday Throwback Snack. <laughs> Friday Throwback Snacks? Mm-hmm. Every Friday, Taz takes an inside look at a classic match. <laughs> this is how you kick off a weekend. All right, all right. What up, what up, what up? This is Taz. Welcome to the Taz Show, everybody. What's going on? All right, man. Well, appreciate you guys downloading this episode. You're doing that over at iTunes or Spotify or TuneIn or uh, TazShow.com, Radio.com, whatever spot you're doing it. Appreciate you grabbing this throwback snack. It's going to be a throwback to uh, something a little FDE, as you guys know, Fantasy Draft Edition from back in the day. We're going to go all the way back. This episode dropped February 22nd of May. I'm sorry, take two. Friday. The 22nd of May, my bad. So May 22nd on 2015. Okay, that's when this thing dropped. So it's cool that this is dropping on a Friday when it initially dropped on a Friday. So it's a fancy draft edition. This was episode 25. We'll get at this later on. Top 10 underrated wrestlers of all time. That's right. This was myself, uh, Professor Vegas, my man Mike Tenet. Uh, you guys remember him from TNA and WCW and a good friend of mine, great broadcaster, Mike Tenay, along with Seth, the KFJ. Uh, so uh, the original producer of the Taz Show. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So um, that's what this will be uh, in a little bit here. So uh, it was funny because put up uh, on the Twitter, right, put up a little poll and uh, asking who is the most underrated WWE wrestler currently, right, currently. So, you know, um, uh, I. Threw some names out there, Harper, Tony Nese, Gulak, Paulo Cruz, right? And I even put out on the Twitter, hey, look, add someone if you don't like these choices. And you guys did. A couple of thousand people so far voted. Um, well, actually, by the time you listen to this, the voting probably ended, but it should be over, way over a couple thousand folks for sure. But anyways, um, who's winning currently as I record this, 53% say Harper, 7% say Nice. 14% say Gulak, 26% say Apollo Crews. Again, this is for who is uh, one of the more underrated WWE wrestlers currently. So, um, Hopper. So, I, I always feel like I should not have added Hopper on there because I'm a little different when it comes to, you know, I guess it's subjective what's underrated, what's not underrated, what's overrated, what's not overrated. I, you know, if you have a championship, for the most part, I'm thinking you're getting a push, right? That's how I am. And the Bludgeon Brothers, as you guys know, are currently the SmackDown Tag Team Champs, and Luke Harper is one half of them. But he has had a singles uh, run on his own where it was kind of up and down, hot and cold, and probably more cold than hot. So that's why I looked at him as underrated, even though he's currently one half of the Tag Team Champs. So, um, you know, I I, I don't um, – I, I probably shouldn't have had him in there, but – Obviously, he's winning in the poll, and so many people talked about him that, uh, you know, went at my mentions here on Twitter. Um, if I had to uh, pick, because I actually didn't vote on, on the own poll that's on my own Twitter. How's that? If I had to, I don't know if he can do that, actually, but whatever. If I had a pick, I would probably lean towards Apollo Crews, because I remember when Apollo came in, you know, and he got to NXT and stuff like that. Like, there was a lot of hype behind him, and uh, and this guy is the goods, man. This guy can go. This guy can work. Uh, he's great, great, great. And he was also a pretty good heel back in the day, too. So I do think that uh, Apollo is definitely uh, underutilized in WWE, and he's kind of um, 
you know, it's just there's nothing really substantial they've really done with him. I mean, I, you know, as far as staying power, you know what I mean? So uh, I would definitely think that he, for me, I should say, is definitely a current underrated uh, underrated talent, underrated wrestler. Um, he, his vertical leaping ability, his pure athleticism, uh, the physique on the guy, um, his power in, uh, on the guy is really something uh, something to behold. I mean, he's probably around 30, 31 years old. He's he's in his he's in his prime prime, and um, you know, remember he was uh, what was that ooh 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 nation? I always said it wrong, and um, and worked for a lot for Dragon Gate and stuff like that, and was great. Um, and when he signed with WWE, he was with NXT. You know, and that's when they kind of deemed him Apollo Crews. So, um, and then he went to the, the main roster a couple of years back, but um, uh, as of recent. But you know, he is uh, for sure a, uh, a, a, a just a stud in the ring. I mean, just a straight stud in the ring, and I really feel like he's underutilized um, for sure. So he, for me, would be my main guy currently. That would be now. I know his promo work's not like amazing. I also all that needs to be part of the package. You know, your promo work, your look, your in-ring work, and all that jazz. So, all of that stuff obviously is vital. Um, you know, he probably doesn't have the promo stuff down too good. Uh, but a lot of you guys, I'll, I'll read some tweets real quick because you know uh, it's cool. Uh, uh, at the Truth X sixteen X, uh, Eric Viziano, old school Taz Show fan. He just put like a, a, a gif, a guy for jife of Luke Harper up. So that was his guy, uh, handsome fella, Dick Hammer. Uh, at Rich Eric sixty five, he uh, he said Rusev Day. Disagree with you there, uh, handsome fella, Dick Hammer. Um, because I I, I can't uh, say Rusev Day because Rusev pushed Jones. I mean, he's been pushed for quite some time. I mean, he's really has been pushed. I mean, to me, a push is TV time, and then more TV time, and then more TV time. That's a push. Somebody else said Cesaro. I'm like, no, I'm sorry, I can't say Cesaro. Someone said. Um, Someone said The Miz, and I said, no, sir, uh, The Miz has been pushed, he's been a champ, he's been pushed with different titles, he gets nothing but TV time, and it's all well-deserved, so I can't say him. Um, we have uh, the Rye Guy 86 Ryan said, not sure what the choices are, but I think Zack Ryder is underrated and underused. Well, Zack can work for sure, and I think he could put him in that underrated thing. Zack can work, he can cut a promo, it's kind of a throwback feel. Good dude. A lot of you guys know I know I know his dad. I know him from, from way back when he was a kid. I used to train his dad's gym uh, here on Long Island. Uh, he had a gym called Ultimate Gym. I used to train at one of his gyms. He had two gyms uh, way back when I was a young wrestler. I used to train in his dad's gym, um, and I knew his dad very well. So a couple of good friends of mine worked for his dad at that gym. So I know Zach since he's a young guy. For any new folks to the Taz show uh, that haven't heard me talk about Zach. So I'm a big fan of Jack personally and professionally. So, yeah, I'd put him in that underrated thing. Ryan at the Duck 87 he says, uh, Becky Lynch. Uh, agreed. Becky was getting big push Jones, and then they kind of backed off on her. But Becky can go, no doubt. But she's been pushed heavy. She's been pushed heavy lately, been kind of quiet, right? Uh, Noah Howell, the great Noah, at the great Noah Howell. You guys know Noah, right? Alabama's own. Um, I actually think that not only is Harper underrated, but I think Tyler Breeze as well. Very talented individual that could thrive with a proper singles push. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Noah Howell, I agree. Huge fan of Tyler Breeze. I remember when Breeze came over from from uh, from NXT to the main roster. Yo, NXT, Triple H, and those dudes there, man, they did the right thing with this kid. This kid was pushed Jones and pushed right uh, and carried the push well. And he's kind of, you know, got a lot, lot, lost a lot in the shuffle since he's been on the main roster. 
remember, he had that one little thing that happened backstage where he 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 left after he worked, or they thought he he thought he was done. <coughs> Excuse me. And um and then uh, Vince was looking for him to do something else, and and I think he left the building, and that was the rumor. I don't know how true it is. That that right there can get you heat, you know. So maybe that's what happened. Don't know. I wasn't there, so I'm not saying that really happened, but that's what the scuttlebutt was, and I remember covering it on the Taz show. Um, what else we got? Uh, washed fat kid at base Larock. Uh, I said Gulak. Harper has a belt and is doing amazing things and getting recognized for it. Agreed. Agreed. Washed fat kid. Agreed. That's what I was saying earlier. Uh, who else we got? We got several other. Uh, several other. Um, la, 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 la. Let me find one. Hold on. Okay. At Mizzaburger said Cesaro for sure. See, I, I don't agree. I don't agree with Cesaro. He's been pushed. He was tag team champions a whole bunch of times. United States champ for quite some time. Gets a ton of TV time. Still gets does t- great work with Sheamus. He's getting pushed. I mean, he's getting pushed. I'm sorry. I can't agree with you on that, Miss Berger. My bad. Not my bad. Your bad because I don't agree with you, and it's my poll. How about that? It's my poll, not yours. Sorry. I'm joking, but no, I disagree with you, dude. Uh, his name is actually at Mersberger underscore Eric. So thank you, Eric. But I disagree on the Cesaro thing. Uh, all good, though, dude. Um, who else we got? Dr. K at doc, Dr. K underscore PhD. I actually really like Baron Corbin and Big Cass. Well, I you know they're kind of they're both really good. I think Corbin is, is is I would put him on a different level than Cass. But I you know Baron Corbin's getting pushed though, dude. He, he's definitely getting pushed. So I can't say uh, Corbin uh, at Claude at Claude's Bengler. Uh, it's Gulak easy. Yeah, well I can't argue. Gulak is a real dealio for sure. Um, Cody Fuller at the Saint 1188 Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows These guys should be pushed to the moon By far the best tag team on a damn roster Hashtag good brother Hey, I fear you, Cody um, I, I love these guys, no doubt And they showed uh, in New Japan And when pushed right How they really can be um, uh, Really just sort to the moon for sure And they've done that And they, they proved that So I agree, man, but sometimes what happens is, man, once they get to WWE, things just change, as you guys know. You guys have seen this. It's happened to me. It happened to me back in the day. So this is not a new thing. This has been going on for years, um, for years, definitely, uh, no doubt about it. Um, who else we got? Top Jabba Jones uh, at YRC21. The Bruiserweight, Pete Dunn. great look, great ring entrance, great in the ring. Uh, give this guy an IC title push. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of Pete Dunn too, man. The kid's legit. Love him, no doubt. Um, he's real dealio. I agree, I agree, I agree. Thing is, is sometimes they pigeonhole these guys with these, you know, cruiserweight titles or this UK championship, and then they they kind of put certain wrestlers in certain categories, and then they can't get out, which I don't think is cool. We've seen that happen with cruiserweights, with like Neville or with great talents like Austin Aries. You know, we've seen this happen where it doesn't really work well. And it pisses guys off, you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, so that's just some of the tweets. I mean, there's been a lot of um, a lot of people tweeting. Uh, we got uh, at Rob Bruno zero two four Velveteen Dream, dude. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I'm saying WWE. I didn't say NXT, but I feel you. Velveteen Dream is definitely awesome. I'm a big fan of what he does on the mic, his work, his look, the Jimi Hendrix feel, kind of more. It's new school with a ton of old school. Um, 
But, you know, I, I was just trying to stick to just SmackDown Raw. Maybe I should have specified that. But, no, no doubt on that uh, right there, R. Bruno, o, uh, 024, Rob Bruno. No doubt. I'm a big fan of Velveteen Dream. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. Um, so, anyways, that's basically the deal. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of tweets. So, I can't go through them all. a lot of people tweeting. So, if I didn't read your tweet, I apologize. And if I did, uh, well, there you go. I read your tweet. So, Whatever, so so that's the deal on that So what we're going to do is go a little bit back in time, right? Like I said, we'll, we'll get into throwback feel Of uh, most underrated wrestlers of all time Now, we named it Top 10 Underrated Wrestlers of All Time And again, this was in 2015 So, you know, you could add other people on there Um Again, these are all these were always it's just my opinion. It was it was, you know, Mike Tanay's opinion, it was Seth's opinion, and that's what we kind of put out there. And it was always a, always people love the fancy draft edition. So, uh we'll jump into this in a second, uh but before we do, uh let me tell you about support for the Taz show. It comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. So you understand that home plays a very big role in your life and your family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. And Rocket Mortgage gives you that level of confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. Allowing you to fully understand all the details to be confident that you're getting the right mortgage for you and or your family. So no matter if you're looking for your first house, your 10th house, it don't matter. With Rocket Mortgage, you're confident and you're informed and you can make an informed decision. It's very convenient. Uh, their trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at a touch of a button. No paperwork, no BS, no nothing. It's great. In addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, guys, check it out. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage is everywhere, guys. You know that. You see it everywhere. You hear it everywhere because they're a legit company. They do great stuff. They keep you confident, and they let you apply simply. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply. Understand fully and mortgage confidently. To get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS Consumer Assets. That org. Number 3030 at Rocket Mortgage. That's Rocket Mortgage, like I said. So... Give them some love if you're in the market for a house or to refinance a mortgage or whatever you're looking to do. All right, so we're going to go back in time here after the break. Uh, We're going to come back, and we will be in 2015 where we did a cool uh, episode number 25 that dropped May 22nd. Fantasy Draft Edition, top 10 underrated wrestlers of all time. Sit tight, guys. Edition of top 10 all-time most underrated wrestlers. I am joined, as always, in fantasy draft shows by my in-studio 
producer, Seth. Seth, hello, my friend. Hello, sir. Good. And, of course, on the hook, we have Professor Vegas himself, the genius himself, one of the most handsome men you're ever going to meet. His name is Mike Tenay, one of the most esteemed play-by-play guys in the history of our business. Mike, what's up? I'm steamed, all right. What's the matter? Every time we do one of these fantasy drafts, I get I, I'm, I'm hotter than the previous one. What? First off, let me talk about these these Twitter second guessers, these Twitter critics. Boy, am I hot at them! And I think most of them are followers of your your Baba Booey there, your Seth, which which is not a, not a shock <laughs> to me that, that, that your Baba Booey brings this kind of people to the table. That's you a compliment. Have, Thank you. Might, you, Mike. you might have a good point, Mike. But that, but keep going. Let me hear I'm what's hot. going on. What's up? I'm as hot as Jim Cornette in a Wendy's drive-through in Orlando on the Fourth of July. <laughs> you're hotter than a Mexican lunch plate. I get thirty. Bro, you're hot. Hey, you're hotter than a monster in a Godzilla movie. <laughs> I get thirty-eight <laughs> tweets from this guy, who's PO'd because I don't have Paul Jones on my list of top ten managers. Oh, jeez. Mike today, I can't believe you missed this. Mike today, what an omission. Mike today, error in judgment. Look. Paul Jones can fill slots one through ten on your list, buddy, but he's not on mine. What about the Hardys? What about the New Age Outlaws? Come on! But have you noticed the one common thread, that denominator? They're they're all Seth's followers. Well, well, you know, you know what it is. You know what it is. You know what it is. I'll tell you. Seth, a lot of people don't know, but I found out because I have a Twitter detective that works for me. Great. Seth actually has seven alias Twitter accounts. It's him doing it. Oh, you're way off. <laughs> oh, now it's becoming very clear. <laughs> it's him. Very, it's very clear. It's all him, brother. It's all I'm him. hot at you, too, by the way. What you're I do? You're successful what? human podcast machine, <laughs> featured in Play It, featured CBS, national TV spots, and you no longer take my phone call. Well, well, oh. I'm getting, well so what do you say? I'm getting a little bit of a push, and now all of a sudden I got an ego now. <laughs> a little? <laughs> look, wait, look, look, just, just think of this topic most underrated of all time. Right. Well, you talk about it. Where, where, where do you even go with a list like this? I said, so I, I said, I'll call Taz. I'll find out the parameters. Let's get the guidelines. <laughs> Let's make sure we're all three on the same page. Right? Now, look, everybody knows you're a loner. It's been established. The, the, guy, the guy's the biggest loner in the history of the wrestling business. Shoot. But he makes an exception for me. Come yes. on, do the fantasy. Here's my cell number, bro. Here's my landline number. Here's my own home. <laughs> Phone number. What do I do? What do I get? No response. This guy's such a loner. <laughs> he's listed under an assumed name at his own house. <laughs> so it's always a guessing game. I'm on the phone. I'm trying to call in. Today is he Jerry Grody? Is he Emerson Boozer? Jerry is he Matt Brody. Snell? Jerry Grody. No, no, no. You know who he was? He was Christy Matthewson. Who can, keep, who can keep up with these assumed names that this guy's got all the time? Christy, I can't even get through to make Christy, a phone call. Christy, do you know this about Christy Matthewson? That Bucknell. He, yeah, Bucknell. I got right, your Bucknell Buck, right The stadium here. at Bucknell. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think you're dealing with here? Steamed. I'm steamed, I'm telling you. <laughs> we we talked for Bucknell, about Bucknell for a half hour already today, Mike. Oh, oh yeah, you should see what goes on at the house over there. I've got a hidden camera. I see what goes on out there. What's <laughs> Mike, the gold, so wait, you're upset because I'm... coast on Long Island there. I see what goes on. <laughs> Sits around. He's got this. He's got the cigar in the backyard. He's, he's, singing, the, he's singing the Bucknell fight song. Fight on. Hey, 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 I get your fight on right here. Listen, so you're <laughs> upset because I don't have... I didn't give you, like, parameters. What we're going to do with parameters. this? Parameters. You know, guidelines. This is the most subjective top ten draft yes. that oh, we've ever had. Well, Mike, this is what I do. Unlike where you work, I'm trying to make you use your brain more. Okay. Okay? <laughs> so, because I know how intelligent you are. So, when I know when something is thought-provoking for you, you usually, instead of hitting a bunt single, you'll hit a triple. Maybe. <laughs> 
boy, there's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> in other words, what the left fielder misplayed it? Yeah, rolled, it rolled a, around. He hit double double knockout with the center fielder. Like a ball, like a ball more a ball more chop or Texas leaguer. <laughs> Guys, I think I'm we impressed. have a chance yeah. for maybe less repetition among the picks than any draft that we've done yet. Oh, yeah. Just because there's no parameters. Well, to that's this. what I love. Who, who's to say who's overrated, who's underrated, right. who's the top ten? I think, so I, from that point, I think it could be very interesting. But this should piss you off even more, Mike. Because like, I can tell you're pissed off already. And it's obvious you hate everyone on Twitter, especially anyone who follows Seth. Why are you looking at the papers, Seth? Stop. <laughs> so I have a stack of papers. I don't know if you paid attention on Twitter. I tweeted out a uh, email address for fans to send their top ten oh, all-time. Oh, no. <laughs> why, would you, why would you even think of that? How do you open the door for that? Oh, so this now to be an exclusive club. <laughs> so now you know they got the, got the secret gimmick handshake. <laughs> You're killing me. So now it's, it's like the twelfth man at Texas A&M or the Seattle oh. Seahawks, right? We got the fourth man. The fourth man, our fans. You're not going to read any of these, are you? Oh, the you're air? damn right, brother. Every 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 round I'm why reading. You, why don't you do that after I'm done with my segment? <laughs> you already got me on, on hold for 30 minutes. Folks, you, you don't know about this. Please. please. Is, are you mad? Because we are you mad? In the palatial New York City studios, <laughs> CBS, always bragging, gets it rolled always in about 10, 30, 11 a.m. Immediately, bragging. he's got me on the line at 7 a.m. Pacific time. And then what does he do? Puts me on hold. I've got technical issues. Technical issues, bro. <laughs> I've been, I'm, I'm, I'm hot. I'm hot. I've been, I've been on hold already for an hour waiting for this thing. So you know what? You take your little fan list. You read them afterwards. Post-production. It's all my fault, Mike. I'm sorry. It actually, is, it actually is. It actually is Seth. It's, it's always my fault. Well, no. What the people here at CBS felt, the big wigs, between us three, you know. Oh. And, well, no. Oh, Seth knows this. In. We know Seth, how that, that works. That'll Seth knows this. They said that they, they love the work I'm doing and Seth and stuff, but they feel like the, the guy in Vegas is a little bit so a little wack. He's all right. He's a little wack. A little wack. Uh, a lot to the table. I angry. So we got to incorporate the fans in it a little bit. That's all. It was a suggestion to the big yeah, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. G- g- give me 10 minutes on Paul Jones, why don't you? <laughs> man, man, it's all right. Cola. Whoa. So, hey, crazy. We shoot off fireworks. <laughs> so the top 10 all-time underrated. Now, so... Look, as you just said, you're right. It's going to be very hard. It's subjective. It's going to be hard. These these are what's underrated. Some guys could be a two, three, four, five-time Intercontinental Champion, and some might think he's underrated. I will deem and decide what is wrong and correct. How about what? that? <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. The guy changes the rules midstream. Won't take my phone call yesterday. Professor, there's no parameters. Song, got the cigar, got, got a little, 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 uh, you know, uh, liquid courage with him. Won't, won't take my phone call. This all of a sudden today, he, he's got all the rules figured out. And I'm going to bash everyone, everyone, you more than anyone today. What so, else is new? So what's your 10, Mike? Who's your 10, number 10, top all-time underrated, please? Going to swerve you guys both right out of the gate, Shocking. right out of the barrel. Oh, this is going to be so good. Most of our listeners probably never even heard of my number 10, let alone watched him wrestle. Hell, both of you probably are in the same boat. Mm, thanks, I, Mike. I watched this guy wrestle probably 500 times in the late 1960s, 1970s. He was the definition of underrated. Name Black Gordman. Southern California Territory, dominated by Freddie Blassie, John Tolis, Mill Moss. Okay, can I interrupt you? I do know who Black Gorman is, and he was great. And wasn't he involved with Crybaby Canyon, Canyon and all those guys? 
Uh, not that I remember. With Cannon's promotion, you mean? No, he worked on a lot of cards with, with him. I, not that I can recall. Uh, big, big uh, come California. on, that's BS. Big in Southern, huge, huge in Southern California for over a decade. Big in Texas as well. Uh, incredible longevity, single, as well as a tag team with the great Goliath, Gordman and Goliath. And by the way, the great Goliath with five foot six. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Gordman, awesome heel. He was billed from New Mexico because he refused to acknowledge that he was from Mexico. <laughs> That's great. That's, That's the greatest. The ring announcer, Jimmy Lennon. <laughs> and can you imagine 75% Hispanic crowd at the Olympic Auditorium yeah. in Los Angeles? This is the early 70s. That's Jimmy Lennon Sr., right? Jimmy Lennon, Jimmy Lennon Sr. Ladies and gentlemen, he refuses to be billed That's from Mexico. Great. Claims he is from New Mexico. Oh, the <laughs> that heat. is just, heat, just bro. That alone. Love it. Love it. This was the perfect guy that you'd move up from that semi-main slot to the main event, but never lose any steam. Wow. All right. Well, Black Gorman. Black there you go. We had one, one, last thing, Black Gorman. One, one last one. I, I know I've already gone 10 well, minutes. Just on one. 10. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean one last one? What do you well, just one last thing. Never revealed publicly because they were heated and hated rivals. He was the brother-in-law of Mil Moskris. Move it along. That's why you got oh, the professor on the wow. show. Hey, hey, damn that's, right bro, did. that's good info, right? I did not know that. Just took us to school. But I knew Black Gorman. When I worked for the Long Island Railroad many moons ago, guy I worked with, Al, okay, he was a big fan of all that SoCal wrestling out there. He lived in L.A. back in the day. He worked for a railroad out there. And he told me about Black Gorman back then, and he told me I thought he was in some rivalry with Crybaby Cannon. Not that I can recall, but I'll tell you what, the, the other thing was a lot of people in, in New York in the 70s, they were able to watch the shows from L.A. on a thing called SIN, the Spanish International Network. Mm. So a lot of his matches actually got back there. And there were times when Gordman made appearances at Madison Square Garden off of those tapes that came from L.A. because he was, uh, he was just that good. Anyway, that's my number 10. Going to shake things up here with this list this time. Nobody's Paul Jones and me. <laughs> oh, my God. He's so hot about the Paul Jones. Wow. Where's your heat with Paul Jones? All right, Seth, who's your number 10? My number 10, even, and this is going to be a little weird because he actually was a world title holder. But uh, I have Rick Martell. Okay. And uh, Rick Martel, I just think he gets uh, lost in, in the shuffle and gets forgotten. He was also a tremendous tag team champion with uh, Tony Gurria, I believe, in the old WWWF days. Correct. And he went on to uh, work in the AWA as a champion, AWA champion. And then he came back and reinvented himself as a heel with the model the gimmick. Model, yes. And uh, I thought he looked great. I thought he was a great Tremendous in-ring guy. Yeah. Tremendous. <coughs> no uh, doubt. A nice long career. <coughs> See, yep. Yeah, and um, I got to say, Seth, I mean, I hear you. Uh, I think a lot of people might mention Rick Martel. The guy was pushed, though. They, they, and this is this is where I knew we were headed down the oh, wrong path. Oh, we are. Path. A lot. A the lot in the show. Second guessing. Right there. Second guessing of that. <laughs> but I like it. Don't get me wrong. I like it. He goes right there. Uh, <laughs> no, but but real, Mike, I mean, where did your stance on Martel? I mean, was, well, this that, guy was that, pushed. That, that's the whole thing. This is why I tried to call you. Didn't take my call. I said parameters. <laughs> maybe, maybe we say greatest guy never to have been a world champion. I had a whole list of parameters I wanted to run by you. No, no. Well, guys, maybe. A big commercial to film for, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> CBS, play, play it, play it. <laughs> I, I say underrated because I feel like people don't remember him. You know, I feel like uh, his, his memory, the, his work how, stand Seth, up. Seth, how are you not selling Mike today completely still going off about the phone call? That 
I've been traveling all over. I'm busy. He thinks because I, I don't work in the same company as many of them. I'm sitting in my in my living room, you know, twiddling my thumbs. I'm busy. So, clearly, this is awkward now since you don't work at TNA anymore. This whole you and Mike. Oh, is, very awkward. Oh yeah, I know. Awkward. It's very awkward. awkward. You're right. <laughs> Mike and I. Yeah. Um, all right. So wait, uh, wait, wait, hold on. So yeah, you said Rick Martel, which I think was a horrible pick. Thank <clears> you, thank you. Um, and then we will get to the fourth man now. That's what we're gonna call us, the fourth man. Oh, we're no. gonna do your pick first. No, we'll do. I'm the main event. We'll oh. do mine last. So okay, so we got Tanae at that red black arm, and we got Rick Martel by Seth, and then we have um, we have uh, what do we have here? Let's see, Adam. Adam at WA2K1999. I'm left because today's great. Right now. Oh, this is great. Now, now it's a three hour show. Perfect. <laughs> That's true. We, are, we have limited time in the studio, buddy. <laughs> I got a recent sports book to get to. Let's move it along. <laughs> As I'm reading this poor guy's first, tweet. First posted Aqueducts in an hour. Let's go. <laughs> I can't breathe. As I'm reading this guy's Twitter handle, I'm thinking of Mike today. Yeah, great. Adam 1K 319 428. Uh, yeah. Yeah, John 316. Oh Let's my go Lord. I can't. Right, please let me just get it perfect. out. All right, it's so. a perfect addition to the show. <laughs> Seth, I, I, Seth, I smell about 90 minutes of editing. Oh, my Lord. All right, so at W-A-2-K again? Oh, Are you going to again? Yeah, you can just you hear, the, you hear that clicking noise? It's everybody across the world tuning out. Oh, shit. Click, 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 click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodbye, everybody. He had Barry Windham. Uh, he had Barry Windham on there. That's who he had, Barry Windham. Adam. Adam had Barry Windham. All right, so I mean, look, Barry Wynn was an interesting pick. I mean, Barry was a great, great, tremendous. Another guy who got pushed hard. I mean, it was a great success with Rotunda and Tag Team World and WWF back in the day. His success in the NWA, his dad's Blackjack Mulligan, his brother was uh, the other guy. So, uh, <laughs> poor Kendall. You're a true historian, my friend. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sam Houston, right, bro? And then, Very good. Very good. All right, so, and um, anyway, and they got Jabroni here, Seth, going, Kendall, Kendall. Um... Was la, 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 la. Wasn't that his name? Kendall Wyndham? Yeah, but he was Sam Houston. Nah. Oh, no. Come on. The, wrong guy. Different guy. Ken, Kendall, Kendall Wyndham. Wyndham's a Sam different Houston. guy. Sam, no, Sam you're Houston wrong. Was with, it was Jake Roberts. Let's Sam go. Houston's Jake Roberts' brother. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Be edited out. This whole thing is a test. Restart. Kendall Wyndham. Come on. Sam uh, Houston. Sam Houston was Jake Roberts. Let's go. Move it along. Yeah, but Mike, you initially agree with me. <laughs> That's true. I did that to swerve you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so here's my number 10. Wow, we're only up to 10. Jesus. Wow. God, I'm sweating already. We're moving right along. All right, the and fourth the man. Pace. No, uh, number 10 for me is just incredible. Just incredible. Crickets. Crickets. Yeah, he was uh, only ECW champion. No, no well, well, because of me. Okay, uh, because I lost to Tommy Dreamer, and then he... That's why I mentioned him, just so I could remind him. <laughs> you get the no, 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 no. Yeah. I don't think just incredible. No, no, I love just incredible. I think the guy would have been even a bigger star. I just don't think... He was became champion in... In ECW for a short time, and it was kind of when the company was, you know, kind of winding down a little bit. So, uh, Mike, what's your stance on my pick of Just Incredible? You know what? I don't think it's bad. I, I, I always uh, really enjoyed his work. I always thought that uh, it was maybe one of those guys who never really completely fulfilled uh, his potential. And I That's why he's on my uh, list. Exactly. It, well, but it, it, true, underrated. Jesus. But was that non-fulfilling of his potential because of himself, <clears throat> because of the promotions that he worked for? See, these are the little kind of, of of hooks that have to go into this. Oh my! He had a highly publicized drug problem. I mean, like he talked about it ad nauseum. I mean, like he, he, and then you know yeah. what, bro? We can have list wide through 
and everything, and today I'll tell you, there's a ton of guys with, with issues and, and, and stuff in their closet, drinking and drugs. So you can't just call that man out. No, I'm not calling him out. He, sp- he speaks about it. He, want, he wants people to, okay. to learn, I learn from him. No, yeah, I'm not trying no, to embarrass him. I know him, him. very well, yeah. and he's, he's a great... I haven't talked to him in a long time. He's a great guy, very upfront, honest, sincere man who I thought was an, a tremendous in-ring competitor and great on his promo work. Great on his promo work. So, I mean, I tell you, I had a big push in ECW, as everybody knows, and I always felt like Justin Credible was breathing down my throat. I always felt like he was a guy behind me in a good way to motivate me inadvertently. That's what I'm trying to say, but what do I know? Right, so who, here's what I like. Yeah, I think like? That, that pick is really more in line with most underrated. Rick Martel, are you kidding me? Oh, geez, but, but, so so that, for, for that reason alone, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that's not a bad <laughs> pick. Job, is, is it my turn at number nine? Yes, sir. Got go, 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 go. Nine. No. <laughs> yeah. what, do, what do you got next? Flaming Fajitas 489. Oh, my God. God, boy, you're killing me. You what a man. Go number nine. It. Number nine. Adrian Adonis. Well, it's funny you said that name. See? Because, no, I, I partially agree. He's not on my list. But he is on at Bob Around New Jersey. <laughs> oh, Bill, that, that's one of my aliases. As everybody knows. Uh, he, he, uh, the twiddle hand is at Bob Around NJ. That's enough. We don't need to read it again. That's plenty. <laughs> he has Adrian Adonis, the fourth man. It's about my fan base, Mike. I'm sorry your ego can't handle that. Adrian Adonis falls in that never judge a book by its cover category. If you only saw Adrian Adonis in the WWF flower shop days, he had already ballooned in weight by that time. But still... An incredible performer, no an incredible no bump taker. Listen, watch some of those AWA matches near the end of his career where the right. guy's 350 plus. He's still absolutely amazing the things this guy could do. Tremendous uh, pick. I agree Thank with you, it. Uh, tremendous Thank talent. You. I always was a fan of his work, his promos. When he, when he was tagging with Ventura, right? He had the leather jackets, leather. Was that Ventura? Yeah. yeah. East-West Connection, baby. Oh, I forgot the name. Good and job. And Adonis and Murdoch, also hell of a team. Oh, I yep. forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about that. Good job on that pick. Thank Adrian you, Adonis. sir. And me and Bob around from uh, Babaloo. <laughs> Bob, Bob around Bob, New Jersey. Bob Bowie from New Jersey. Great. <laughs> Bob <Bobby. laughs> Um What do you got, Seth? Number nine. Number nine, uh, I also went the ECW route. I uh, went with uh, Jerry Lynn. Okay. All right. Now, I have some thoughts on that. Sure. I'll just, well, as you a say fan. You say what you have to say. Yeah, as a fan, uh, he put on tremendous matches. <laughs> Him and RVD had a great, Amazing. great set of matches. No and, doubt. Uh, Jerry Lynn just seemed like the guy who was putting those great matches on, but he never, like, you know, maybe he didn't have the promo skills. That's or, what it was. Yeah. In my opinion. Jerry yeah. was a great worker. Amazing. I've had the opportunity to wrestle Jerry. I mean, a tremendous, tremendous talent. Him and Van Damme, to your point, Seth, made magic in there. And, and, and Jerry Lynn was one of those guys... If you knew, if you knew, you had to wrestle Jerry Lynn like a Lance Storm. You knew uh, that it was a night off working with those type guys. They were just that talented. Uh, but I think Jerry, Jerry Lynn, maybe lacked a little bit in his promo skills. I'm not knocking the guy, but um, <clears throat> you know that's my thoughts on Jerry Lynn. What about I, you, Mike? I, I, I like the pick. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be really in agreement with you, Taz, as far as maybe that one element that was really missing with Jerry that could take him to that top, top, top level. But damn, in terms, in terms of uh, in-ring performer, it doesn't get much better than, than Jerry Lynn of that era and a great guy, too, in all the years he spent in TNA and really helped put the X Division uh, on the map with TNA. So I love that pick. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, Mike, where are you now on your number eight? I was going to do fourth uh, man. Oh, wait a second. You didn't do your number nine. Yeah, I was just asking Mike where he was on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It's my I number just want to know. on deck circle. That's... You're in the batter's box, young man. 
I want to apologize uh, on behalf of Human Podcast Machine. Matthewson, pitcher. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, I got fourth men, ten men. I don't even know what I'm doing out here. Uh, Seven concussions, everybody. That's, that's the problem. New York City public school system. Um, <laughs> number nine for me is a man called Brian Pillman. That's my number nine. Number nine. Um, I think Brian Pillman, I love this promo work. When he you know, from his WCW early years, and then, excuse me, and then when he came into the WWE or WWF at that time and did the crazy man gimmick, but in between there was an ECW. Uh, let me tell you something. Um, this guy just had that it factor. There was something about him, his work, his ability. Uh, former Cincinnati Bengal. I mean, he's no longer with us, and and I, I and I got to know him a little bit. I didn't know him that well. He seemed like a super guy, um, <clears throat> and I think that. Uh, if he didn't have, um, if he wasn't with us, and if he was still with us, I should say, I think he would have had a much longer successful career uh, under the WWE banner. I really, truly believe that. Stuff he did with Steve Austin during that time was was very memorable. Uh, Mike, what's your thoughts on Pillman with my pick there? I'm not going to say too much because I have a lot to say about Brian Pillman okay, no upcoming, problem. if you know no what problem. I mean. Yes, I do. That'll let you know what, what I yes, think Yes, I do, pick. but then you usually do have a lot to say. So what's your pick at number eight? <laughs> so, no, what do you, what do you number have eight for me is Owen Hart. Okay. I, I okay, think nice. in his era at the absolute top of the list of flyers in the world, I never really thought that the Blue Blazer gimmick did him any favors. Yeah, but it, uh, got, it did get over, though, Mike. That thing did, was no, over. I, but, I, but I think it got over in spite of the gimmick. It got over because the guy was so good. He was, yeah, no doubt. Now, t- take into account, here was somebody who was in the shadow of family members, right? But never let it affect his performance in the least. Do you remember how great that match was against Brett in the cage mid-90s oh, uh, WWF pay-per-view? Of course. Youngest of Stu and Helen's 12 kids, incredibly talented, left us in his mid-30s. Uh, damn, Owen Hart to me, it would be the definition of uh, that, that underrated wrestler that, that just persevered and became an incredible talent. And uh, But some, for sure some might nervous. say, and I might be one, I, look, I'm a, I'm a giant fan of Owen Hart. I mean, unfortunately, he's another guy who's a tremendous star, was not with us. Uh, but I got to say, man, he, he had a pretty strong push, Mike. Won a lot of titles. You know, uh, you know, not the world title, but he won a lot of titles. Wow, I, can't I, love, I love when we both pound Mike. me on this one. What's, excuse me? Come on, guys. Owen Hart, I, come on, Owen, I, I think always above the level of his push at, at all times. Okay. And I, I, I think that, that when you put him in a match with Brett, like a, to headline a WWF pay-per-view back in, in those days, it was never really done before where you would even have that kind of match and then to, to knock it out of the park. I, so I, I don't think he was really an over-push guy like you guys are. He are, beat are Brett at WrestleMania. Things. I mean, that's pretty big. Wow. Mike, I don't know what you're going to say yeah, to that. No, kind of no, no, a good no, point. Come on, come on, guys. Come on, guys. You're kidding me. You're, you're kidding me. <laughs> hey, don't say guys. I didn't say it. Uh, I Seth said it. Owen, Seth. Hart, Owen Hart's on the list. Next. Bro, uh, <laughs> I, Mike, i got to tell you, I've noticed in a couple of these shows, <laughs> Seth gets a little aggressive with you. I'm a little taken aback that you're not drilling him, a la that one day we were in that trailer without naming names, and yeah. there was... You know what I'm talking about. Someone got their ears ripped off by you. <laughs> you want me to go today on him? Is that what you're saying? I, I, I'm not saying yet, but I think that's coming in it, one of these it, fantasy it could, shows. It could be. He hits me with one, another one of those, uh, the way he questions it, too. You know, the way he talks it Sarcasm. down. Sarcasm. So, disrespectful. That's, that's oh, God, no. I respect Just, Professor uh, immensely. Great. It grates on your nerves. Uh, yeah. What's your number eight, Seth? As you're done disrespecting the professor? Uh, thank, thank you, Taz, for sticking you're up. You're welcome, brother. I apologize, sir. Who's um, your eight? 
I, you know, uh, my number eight was the, when we decided we we're going to do this show. This is the first guy I thought of, and the reason I did is I was reading Gary Hart's book. I told you, which is a phenomenal book. And professor, if you don't have it, you got you got to check it out. Not Paul uh, Jones. Not Paul Jones. Not Paul Jones's book. book or what? What was, was that? that? Are you getting a kickback on this book? Every every draft. Oh, Gary Hart's book, like 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 it's the Koran or something. Like it's, like like the, all of a sudden I'm going to read Gary Hart's book, and the and the light bulb's going to come on. There's going to be a, a big big beam in the sky going to come down at me. I read Gary Hart's book. Hey, stop being angry at me because Owen Hart's a bad pick. So in other words, okay? Seth, Seth has read one book about wrestling. I think that's what it is. <laughs> I, I read, read one Gary book. Hart's it was about book. football. Jerry Kramer, instant replay, Green Bay Packers. Yeah, great, great. Uh, okay, I'm uh, I'm going to move on now. No, uh, just you, go ahead. I'm trying. I'm trying to do my pick. Can I do my pick? Do it. Do uh, it. Gino Hernandez. Oh. Um, and the reason I remember, uh, what I remember as a kid is he came on, a, uh, I saw him on World Class, I saw him on Southwest Championship Wrestling, but he came on a TBS one night, nobody knew who he was, yep. going against Brad Armstrong, and he beat Brad Armstrong. And this yeah. guy jumped off the screen. Tremendous. He looked great, he wrestled great, he had a smirk and attitude, and he didn't even have to say anything. I mean, Super it, talented, yeah, no that, doubt about if it. If he didn't uh, uh, you know, die early, I, I think he would have went on to have a huge career. Well, you I like what? your pick, I, 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 I like your pick. pick, by the way, and I hate to say that because it is Seth who made the choice. He didn't make my top ten, but he was one of those guys that was right there below it. I know Seth always likes that bubbling You're right, just under, the top 10 right under my top and, and, ten. And another guy too that was his tag team partner for years, Chris Adams, is another guy to me that is that that definition. Is, so that, I, is that your pick? Because just now you rattle off names. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just so that's your that, seven, uh, right? No, no, hold on. Even, that's your seven. Even though, even though Seth is driving me crazy, I like to pick a gorgeous Gino Hernandez. Okay, let me ask you a question. Is it fun being a guest on my show? You just get oh, oh, you can't you can't believe how much I look forward to it. Like how like hard the, it is, Mike, like for me to get guests? Death March. I wonder why I can't get guests on this show. It's really hard. <laughs> a lot of anti-Semitism, how, I imagine. They see how I'm treated. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. At beat the block. Oh, who? <laughs> beat, beat, beat the what? Be careful. It's one of my fans, Mike. Okay, Jason Block at beat the block. He has um, Marty Jannetty on his list. He actually had him as his number one most underrated. So I just wanted to share that. We don't have to really comment on it. But well, that was just, a good segue. God. Mike had the Rockers on his tag team list. I love, I love Marty Jannetty. That's How good. is that a segue when that was a show from a month ago and you're talking about tag team show and this is a fantasy underrated? How is that a segue? It's a fantasy segue. No, it's BS. There is no segue. Right. I just said the random name because that's what uh, at the beat the block. Then. Edit, edit point. Beat the block, beat the block. All right, my number eight is... The devil, Kevin Sullivan. So flag. Why? You had him on your all-time wrestlers list. You had him the uh, number eight all-time, and now okay, he's underrated. I, no, it's a good point, but I, it's, it's a, a wrong great point. point. Actually, it's not a great point. It's a good <laughs> point, but it's an irrelevant point because it's my opinion, and my opinion, as we I've discussed on my show, my shows you weren't on, is always correct. <laughs> so that's the thing. So it's the human podcast machine with Taz. So it's me, Taz, right? So I'm saying Kevin Sullivan, yeah, he was on my all-time, but that doesn't – how is it a good point, a great point? Well, because he deserved to be on your all-time because he was a top heel and he wrestled for 25, 30 years and he was – you know, in Florida he was a devil and like, and he went to WCW he was a top bad guy going against Pillman yeah. and going against Benoit and, and – I mean, he was, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't think he was underrated. But he was never pushed hard as a world champion somewhere. He was the heel guy. He was the stable guy. The he was heel guy. Mike, he was, do you I'm not enjoying this. I kind of I like you guys beating your brains out. This is pretty good. But no, uh, Mike, Mike, you jump in. Break the tie. 
he's not. He would not be on my list. Uh, that, that's what I would say. Uh, I'm going to okay. side with Seth on this one. Uh, I think it's. I think it's also Taz, probably. Uh, you know, t- taking a, a personal friendship that he has with someone and allowing that to to enter into his making of the top ten list. So you're here. saying that's I have an agenda? Saying. That's what you're saying. Well, I did. You use the word agenda. I, I may agree <laughs> with it, but you used it. Never in my life have I ever had an agenda with. Oh, anything. never, never. Flag. <laughs> All right, at Schneebitz Fern. No, I'm kidding. All right, so- <laughs> good. Is it time for me at seven? <laughs> yeah, Hopefully. my God, seven, seven. Seven. Think about this. A company was absolutely dominated. You had the presence of a Flair, an Arn, uh, a Tully, a Wyndham, who I know was on the list earlier, guys, a Road Warriors, Sting, Luger. I could go on Can you on name any on. other wrestlers that wrestled professionally in, in the last 40 years? Can you name more? Black Gordon Jr.? <laughs> but this guy... This guy really stood out in terms of his work, always to me. Number seven for me is Bobby Eaton. Oh, now I'm going to talk about that with you. From his flawless punches to that pinpoint accuracy when he goes to the top rope for the knee drop. Yeah, great, great worker. Consummate pro. Bobby Eaton absolutely loved the guy. And uh, to to me, again, that definition. How do you break through and still have the recognition when you've got those names that I mentioned at the top that are just overwhelming and yet... As part of that Midnight Express team, uh, and and Bobby Eaton, to me, that's that that's the definition of of underrated. Well, yeah, kind of. I mean, look, I'll give you an example. Some people are like at Chris Lowell twenty two. Okay. Oh sure. <laughs> he says you're wrong, Mike. He had Bobby Eaton on his list also, and he also had Barry Windham, and he had Chris Canyon. But I'll tell you this. I don't. I would. I love Bobby Eaton. I I I, I think Bobby is a great was a great worker. In ring, physically, one of the best of all time. One of the best ever. One of the nicest guys ever. True. Could not talk, could not cut a promo. How? I know you're saying he's underrated in ring. I'm talking about underrated as a package, guys. That's a parameter. You guys need to understand. Oh, see, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Now you're coming back in with parameters after the fact. Well, you should have known this today. By my definition, by my definition. Put the missing link on the thing. You can't just name guys that can't talk. I'm going to say, yes, I can, because I'm going to say that he was so good in other aspects in terms of his in-ring, in, 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 in terms of his ability to work with, with all different kinds of talents and sizes, uh, I'm going to say that it overrides his inability to talk. Says who? You? Because yeah. you just say Yeah, it. because it's my pick seven, Bobby Eaton. All right, no problem. Multiple-time uh, tag team champion. A great push uh, guy. He's like number three on our list, tag team list. I mean, it can't be underrated. This is what? I got to say, Mike, Seth seems real disappointed in both me and you. And again, the guy mentions Rick Martell is underrated. Now he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna cut my legs off at Bobby Eaton? I think it's the same thing. What kind of crap is this? Seth, who do you got <laughs> at seven? What kind of podcast you running here? Mike's about to hang up in a minute. <laughs> well, here's no, our I, first No, no I, I, I got to get the Chop Block 48 from Chicago. I got to wait for <laughs> Chop Block uh, 48 from Chicago coming in with some words of wisdom. So you know I'll Chicago. stick around for that. Chicago. Oof. Chicago. That's our first repeat. Uh, I have Adrian Adonis at number seven. And the, my my earliest memory of him is when he, he wrestled. I used to watch MSG Network. He wrestled Bob Backlund, and they stopped the match because Backlund was bleeding, and he actually beat him. Mm. And I just remember he wasn't he wasn't the best looking body or anything else, but he wrestled his ass off, and and I was amazed that he great. kept no. up with Backlund. And it was, yeah, <clears throat> Adonis was uh, a legitimate tough guy too, from what I understood. I mean, they're like a badass dude, you know. Um, all right, so you had Adonis at uh, seven. Uh, Mike had Bobby Eaton at seven. I had uh, Raven at seven. 
Okay, so um, I know it seems like an ECW Homer thing. I had Justin Credible earlier. I had Raven. I think Raven, um, you know, he obviously had a, a tremendous push in ECW. But never that push never segued into the WWE at all or any or really in WCW a little bit Mike the you there the flock yeah, a, a little before his his run in ECW he gained some fame in, in in WCW but not a lot you're correct yeah you know what I mean it's just I just think that Raven because this is a guy who can talk tremendously well um, uh, and I've been in the ring with the guy uh, just so talented in the ring I mean oh, underrated I, I'm using the word pun intended very underrated as far as a physical worker and the way he can talk, and the character, and the creative mind that he, he uh, you know, he uh, had or has or whatever. I haven't talked to the guy in a long time, but um, I'd, I'd say Raven's my seven. What I enjoy about these, and I'm, I'm going to just digress here for a second, is the ability for the people at, at home listening to this podcast or on the road, wherever they're at, to hear the insights of Taz, who has been in the ring with these people. And, and let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, Taz is a tough grader. Mm. If Taz is going to go out there and and put Raven on that list, I can I can only respect it because of what uh, what Taz has been through in the ring, and and for Taz to have Raven on the list, uh, I, I, and this is, this to me is one of the great aspects of this fantasy draft. Damn, I just turned babyface, didn't you I? Did you put me over? And on that note, we're going to take a break. I, I can't thinking. follow that put over, brother. That's nice. I mean, so look, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right right back with yeah, the rest. Top we- block forty eight from uh, Des Moines is next. <laughs> I'm trying to go that's to a, a hard great, break. That's a great to me. Have you ever? See, Mike, you've never hosted any kind of a show where you actually have to throw to a break. That's the problem. <laughs> Something new. This is new to you, see? Something new. So, And you're not used to, see, here's let, the Let thing. him so, throw the break. He likes no, to take well, over. He, know, he knows yeah. how to throw to a break, yeah. trust me. <laughs> but so he's done it for years. So he know he's, see, here's the thing, Seth. He doesn't like that he don't get to throw to a break. So let him do it. No, no, I'm not letting him do it. Because it just opens the door. Right. Just, just like, uh, just like uh, Chop Block uh, 2029 from, from Council Bluffs, Iowa. You got, that, you got another good one coming up. All right, we'll be right great back. Hook, great hook. We'll be right back after this. Right. Don't go anywhere, anybody. Rest of the fantasy draft. I'm Taz with Seth, and today's aggravate me on the hook. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> and now back to the fantasy draft with Taz. All right, welcome back right here to the Human Podcast Machine. I am Taz, and this is the Fantasy Draft Edition, as you all know. And um, we are in the middle of the top 10 all-time underrated. Uh, la, la, la. We are up to number six, and it is Mike Tanay on the hook. It's his pick. Go, Mike. Tanay in the barrel at six, and I've got a good one here. I've got one that's going to be no repetition. Not from you, not from Seth, not from the fans. And that's what I think makes this so special. This guy was from a wrestling family. His dad was Sandy Barr, who was a referee and wrestler in the Pacific Northwest. His brothers were wrestlers, including Jesse Barr, who was Jimmy Jack Funk. Guy was trained by Roddy Piper. I'm talking about Art Barr. Yep. I cannot stress what a heel Art Barr was as a love machine in Mexico. Had a feud with Blue Panther, one of the all-time best in the history of Mexican wrestling. I had the privilege to know Art Barr. I had the privilege to call the AAA pay-per-view when Worlds Collide match that he had when it was Art Barr and Eddie Guerrero against uh, Santo and and Octagon. Art Barr was headed to ECW uh, to feud against Public Enemy. Uh, And, of course, I think a lot of people might know that he died under some very strange circumstances, didn't even get to to be 30 years old. This guy had, I think, just incredible 
incredible unlimited potential in his future, both in terms of making money in the wrestling business, coming off that that AAA show, and in terms of winning championships, and he never had the chance uh, to do so. And uh, I, I don't know. I just I love that pick, Art Bar. No, <clears throat> no argument uh, for me. I do not have Art Bar on uh, my list. I, I've never met him. I've had the privilege of watching him. Uh, many times on tape. When I say tape, I mean tape, like VHS tape. And um, just uh, awesome, awesome worker. Um, great pick, Mike. I don't know what else to say. I love thank it. you, thank you. Short, short stint in WCW as uh, the juicer, a Beetlejuice character that he was in, in Portland. But again, I think much like we talked about earlier with Owen and the Blue Blazer, I don't think it was a gimmick that really, you know, really allowed him to flourish like he did as a Love Machine Art Bar. Yeah, man, good pick. Uh, really, really good pick. Seth, who do you have at six? Well, someone that you guys are very familiar with. I have the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. Oh, wow. At number six. I just feel like uh, he's just that constant that uh, I feel like he gets a little overlooked for for his ability and, and, and what he's done. I know he accomplished a lot in TNA, but, you know, he never got to go to WWE and I feel like uh, I feel like he's underrated. Well, there was a time where WWE was going to hire him. I can tell you that for a fact. I remember we were in LA, and I think Chris had a dark match, and Jr. was they were about. I don't know what happened, Chris. I'm going to have Chris on the show one day, and he could talk about it. Chris, one of the nicest guys you ever met in the world. Mike knows him just as well as me. Uh, Chris is uh, just he's one of those constant guys that the way he cuts his promos, his work, uh, his creativity. Uh, he is the mo- one of the most passionate pro wrestlers I've ever met in my entire life. Mike, do you agree? Agree 100%. I had him on my also-rans. Just couldn't quite make the top 10. But, uh, again, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I seem to be siding with Seth all the time. I like the pick. Well, you're both marks. True. <laughs> that's the part yeah, of that's what we. That's the one thing we have in common. And that's no disrespect to any marks out there. Um, <laughs> we're all marks at the end of the day. No, not, well, the, pe- not the people who sent in their emails. Well, They're at Gail Kim Groupie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that describes all of us. Describes the world, doesn't it? Get in line. We love Gail Kim. Yes. Well, this cat right here, um, he had an interesting pick in the actually seven hole. We're in the six hole, but he picked Austin Idol, which I thought was a very good pick. Now, if any of you guys have money list, don't say it. But I think that at Gail Kim Groupie, it's interactiveness, Mike. I'm interacting with my fan base, my friend. That's who pays my bills, who supports my sponsors, who love HPM. Yeah, and you're love kissing me. there, you know what. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I got to pick number six, right? Correct. I love my pick. I love this pick. This pick, I don't think any of you guys, Tanae might have. Better be good. It's going to be good. Al Perez, bro. I do not have him on my list. Go ahead. Mike, you got to love that pick, though. I, I, I mean, back in that era, I, I know what you're talking about. Had that look. Also, looked like one of those guys that was going to break through. Why are you doing my gimmick? That's my, you're doing my whole, sh- my whole spiel. Maybe you, you set me up. I, you said you got to really love this pick, pick, Mike. So what you say you got to love this pick, Mike? If I don't give you a couple sentences, you throw the flag on me. <laughs> Can't win. Can't win, <laughs> Professor. <laughs> uh, he's got a good point. Go um, ahead, finish, no, finish your thoughts. I just, I, I was a, a huge fan of Al Perez's work. I just think his, his work, his, as you said, his look. Um, uh, the he was the Latin hot throb and and uh, during the world class year and there and um, Gary Hart did Gary Hart manage him at one point. It's funny you say that I because think so. oh, Gary Hart's got a book. His book is great. <laughs> I, I, tremendous. I, I don't know. I got wait. I know you guys are you busting me. That's fine. But I got to share this story. It's very quick about Al Perez. According to the book, he said. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. The Quran strikes again. You got it. No, this is this is this is good. Um, he said, Al 
told Kevin Sullivan and himself, well, he went and checked, I'm going to beat Ric Flair tonight. He wasn't supposed to. He said, I'm going to take a liberty. Al Perez said that. Yep. I'm going to take the title in St. Petersburg in front of my family. That is pretty cool and info. Yeah. So uh, Kevin said, Gary, you take off. We'll take care of it. They didn't even let the match happen. Really? That's that's according to the book, yeah. Do you know that story, Mike? I think I had heard something about that, but probably not to the detail of someone who's read Gary Hart's book. <laughs> <laughs> that, that just, I mean, there's, you know, it's a, a See, completely Gary, different level right there. Now, my, yeah. Listen, listeners out there, you notice how I asked Mike if he heard that. So the reason why I asked Mike, because Mike today is in everyone's busy business. He's the most <laughs> no, he's the most nosiest guy. He'll come up to guys. The guys will be talking in the corner. Seth, you got to see it like in the locker room. Hey, guys, what are you talking about? Who, who are you guys talking about? Hey, guys, can you share the information? Hey, guys, who are you burying? <laughs> can, can I join in? Well, we knew we knew someone like that. It definitely wasn't Mike today, and this guy was announcer, but I digress. Oh. Um, so, it definitely wasn't Mike. I'm joking. Yeah, so Al Perez is my pick in the six hole. I just, I just thought, I, I just think that he would have really took off to all new heights if really got a strong push and a bigger promotion, be it whatever, NWA or WWF at that time. All right, so uh, who do we got today? Number five, what do you got? Oh, I got some good ones coming up, and then no, nobody's going to have this one either. Record-setting power lifter, football player from Tennessee. Ted Arcidi. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Not on my list, but Gary Hart once wrote. <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the Gary Hart autobiography. Wait, 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 Mike. Oh, my God. I think you're going to say one of my picks. Oh, my God. I know who it is. Yeah, really? I yeah, I, I think I got him on my I, list. I can't believe he's on your list. At number five, I have Doug Furness. No. No, I. that's not. But I, you know what? I thought of Doug. Of course, I thought of Phil LaFon, and I, I thought both those guys – I definitely thought of Doug. Awesome. Uh, Doug. I did. See I did. there? Wavelength, baby. On the same wavelength. I did. But again, promos. I don't know. Doug's I, I, promos. I, I, it was just where I was headed. Not the most charismatic guy. But again, I'm going to say such a physical freak of nature. Uh, biggest fame in, in all Japan is uh, Can-Am Express tag team. Yep. You mentioned Dan Crawford, Phil LaFon, whatever Phil you want Fon, to call him. Yeah, Wait, he played. So Furnace played football where? Tennessee. Vols. Oh, I didn't know that. I probably did and I forgot, to be honest. But I wrestled. I think I wrestled Doug. Somewhere. Good well, yeah, since he was in ECW yeah. for a short time, WCW, WWF. But really, it was Japan where he really made his career. If you would see the the leaping ability of this guy for well, vertical someone leaping, his side, vertical leaping, bro. All Japan, oh, the leap, all Japan. The, the leapfrogs this guy would do in all Japan were enough that 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 was good. You saw him do the leapfrog, and it was it was, it was good for the rest of the match. Absolutely amazing. Still, still amazed me today. Doug Furness at five. His quads, his quads, his legs, his oh, legs my were gigantic. God. Ridiculous. That's, yeah. That that was that was this power, bro. Power, good pick right there. Tanae at five. What do you got, Seth? At five, I have John Morrison at five. Okay, uh, now you got, you don't think John Morrison got a big push in WWE? Are you kidding me? I I think he did. I mean, I I think he could have went higher. I mean, like the guys like uh, Dolph Ziggler getting a push now, and and I think he would fit in if he's still in the company, just in with those guys, and he'd be right in the mix. I just feel like he, I feel like he didn't reach his full potential, which is what underrated is to me, right? Yeah, well, here's what I'll say. I have been so impressed Uh-oh. with uh, John Morrison in, in one respect when it comes to the, the Lucha Underground promotion that he's in. He never takes 
uh, a night off. They put him in there in this Lucha Underground with some of the most incredible flyers in the world. And while he's not quite up to the level of the best flyers, really doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be, yeah. He doesn't have to be, but I've I've just been so damn impressed with the way that uh, that John Morrison has reacted in Lucha Underground. But I don't know that I would have him on my underrated list, but an interesting pick, I'll say that. Yeah, no, and I'm a uh, big fan of John Morrison. I, I, you know... I remember during my time in TNA, behind the scenes, uh, I'll give you guys some information. I know for a fact that uh, they there was they were they were almost coming to terms where Morrison was going to end up in TNA. And I and I wonder who it might be that was in TNA that management would come to and say, "Boy, you would be the perfect guy to go out there and try and make this connection and, and do all this." Hmm, I wonder who that might have been. So. My <laughs> number five. That was a compliment, by the way. It might not have come off like that, thank, but it was. No, it didn't come off that way. You seem like you buried me as always, but I didn't think you. so. Yeah, you're not good at compliments. I thought, we, I, thought, I, thought I was bringing it back around. We, you know, yeah. might reconcile by the uh, end of the show, but obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> well, at Gulag1930. Oh, perfect. Said, <laughs> it's at G-U-L-A. Yeah, oh, good. I'm writing, I'm writing this down. I'm glad you're spelling it. I love spelling, I love spelling it. <laughs> good. At Go- yeah, oh, Hogan, Hogan's heroes. Go on. Let's go. At G-U-L-A-G. It says goulash, actually. Mike, come on. Why are you disrespecting the guy's Twitter tag? Are you serious? Why are you doing Oh, no, this? it's perfect. At gulag 4820. Why, why would you do that? That's not nice. You got he, some nice tweets got later, in, He's got an interesting pick. He's got in, his, in the six hole, even though we're up to five. I'm yeah, out of good. for some reason. He has Bully Ray as a single star. Now, obviously, Bully had a gigantic push in TNA and became a world champion. Uh, I kind of could see his point uh, on that, on that Bully Ray pick. Well, because if B- Bully Ray is always known as a tag team guy. Um, I've, I believe in Bully. He's not just my very close friend, but I believe that... Um, no matter what company, TNA or anybody else, uh, if he was in WWE as a singles guy, I think he could do amazing things. And no one's going to throw a flag on his size, power, promo work, and in-ring ability if he was a world champion. Amen. That's it. So That's all you, that's all you can say. You can't say much more than that. That's right. And it's a shoot. So my number five. Here we go, boys and girls. I got Nikita Koloff. Really? Crickets. Yeah. Well, right. now the reason why you guys are crickets is you think, well, Nikita Koloff got pushed. He did get pushed. Never champ. Never world. He never champ. was a world champ, right? Mike, hello. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go, oh, Nikita go, go. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I smacked see. myself in the nose with the mic. <laughs> That's because this friggin' mic flag is gigantic. Um, so, uh, yeah, Nikita Kolos, my number five. I mean, I just think, how can you argue this guy? Argue this guy was a physical presence during that era in the NWA when they were all jacked up big dudes like Lex Luger, the Road Warriors, Warlord, Barbarian, the Steiners, Sting. all these guys, Sting, you know, all these big giant cats, and there goes Nikita Koloff, who just from an athletic standpoint, he did those crazy fake Russian promos, which were funny. <laughs> they were fake, but they were funny, like stupid the funny. Crazy fake Russian promos. Yeah. But I just, I, 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 to me, I, I was interested in watching Nikita go out there and work, and, and, and you know, I, I, uh, I just really feel like that he could have done so much more, uh, even with more of a machine behind him, you know what I mean? I do, but I, I also think he was pretty heavily pushed at at at, uh, at, at the peak there. But uh, it's an interesting pick, Nikita Koloff. Did not make my list, but uh, yeah, I guess intriguing. we should have went over the parameters, Mike. You're right on this. Nah. Did I mention my number four? No, well, you can after the break because we're going to take another quick break. Another break? 
Bro, I got oh, that's sponsors. Right. That's right. We got Gulag, uh, Gulag uh, 2419. No, I have sponsors. We're going to hit the top three on the other. I have my, my people that support my show. Top and three. I've got top four. Okay, so let's do the four, and then we'll do the top three after that. No, Wait, hold on, Seth. I'm running the show, too. I'm running the whole show. Mike, can you please friggin' lay out? Seth, do we, can, we go, do we, can we go to break after the four? Of course we can. You're the boss. This right. is your show. I'm going to be running the audio board from Vegas pretty soon, right here. I don't feel like I'm the boss. I feel like I'm being abused out here. <laughs> so, get my right. violin for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, who's your four? We're going to go to break after this. Who's your four? Are we ready for my four? Yes. <laughs> Hot Wise stuff, ass. Eddie Gilbert. Oh wow! I was gonna have. I, I didn't have him on. I was gonna put him on. Jeez. Love the style. Love the presentation. Yeah. God, I, re- I remember this guy when he was the undersized kid in the WWF. Uh, and then just career took off, bounced back from a car accident, had injuries that were related to that. What a performer when it came to Mid-South, UWF, uh, Continental. Factor in uh, not only his in-ring ability, his promo work, his booking abilities, and I believe that it was uh, with Paul Heyman as well in that Continental promotion. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, again, he's one of those guys who's perfect for this list. Hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert at four. Yeah, Eddie Gilbert uh, was a, a booker in Eastern Championship Wrestling also before True. Heyman took over the book um, what, what, where uh, Todd Gordon owned the promotion and Eddie was the booker. And then uh, that's when Heyman kind of segued in. Eddie believe, Eddie and Paul were very good friends. and um, But Eddie Gilbert, a huge fan of the guy's work, always was a fan of his. Another guy was no longer with us, but uh, tremendous promos. Good God. The stuff he did for Sting's career and Rick Steiner's career, right? During yep. the UWF days, those years. Right, Mike? You know, unbelievable. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I had him in, at number four. Yeah, man. His promo work as a manager, and he had Missy uh, Missy Hyatt was his uh, other half at that time. And True. So, okay. So, who do you got Seth at four? At four, he was known by many names. I have it down here as Haku. Uh, it's, uh, I'm a huge fan personally of Haku, Tonga. great worker, but the, the man can't, he didn't cut promos. He's a great guy and a great worker, one of the toughest guys in the business. No promos. How do you have him on your list of no promos? I have him on the list of no promos. How, how do you expect the guy to get a big push when he can't, when he don't talk? Boy, I uh, think Seth really, really called it in this time, didn't he? Oh, yeah, but he's, that's why it's the last time he's going to be on the show. You know, it's, it's always the last a, do, time do, you, do your time. homework, do this, do that. And there's, look, there's no question how much we love Ming. Yeah, uh, no doubt, but the man didn't talk. I'm a fan of the guy personally and professionally, but he didn't talk. There are a lot of guys that, were, that did very well without talking. All right, well, I, yeah. I don't know. I just thought, I, I thought he was underrated for his work in the ring, too. All right, well, we're going to go to break after I give you my four. So my number four is, I bet you a guy that one of you cats have in your top three. Really? Yeah, I bet you. I bet because I know the way both of you guys are because you're internet fans. Uh, so my top four, I'm sorry, my number four is William Regal. No. Look at today. I you. got him. Damn you. <laughs> yep, today I knew you. I got William Regal on there. <laughs> William, William Regal's a tremendous in-ring worker, as we all know, and... Um, Still works for the WWE. I believe he's a trainer and stuff and helps out a lot of younger talent. Very intelligent guy. Uh, great promo work. Um, just uh, le- legit tough guy. Uh, always a fan of him as a, as a guy, as a worker. Um, just, you know, I, I just think he could have even got pushed even harder, harder uh, if they wanted to do that with a guy like Regal, no matter what company it was. Uh, I'll, I'll have a lot to say about uh, right, cool. uh, Steve slash William Regal okay, in my fine. top three. You that's were right. 
I know I'm right, Mike. Yeah. I am right, like Crybaby Cannon. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Even if Black Gordman wasn't there. Exactly. All right, we're going to go to a break. We'll be right back with our top three right here and a top ten all-time underrated. I am Taz. I got Seth here, Mike Tanay on the hook. We'll be right back. And now back to the Fantasy Draft with Taz. Okay, we are back right here on the Fantasy Draft Edition. I am Taz. This is the human podcast machine. And uh, we have Seth in studio with me here. And on the phone, the professor, Mike Tanay, Professor Vegas. We are up to the top three of our top ten all-time underrated. Mike Tanay, you are on. What's up? Who you yeah, got? Top, uh, top three. This is going to be great. My number three is also somebody that I'm going to say neither you nor Seth nor the fans have picked for this underrated list. It's Hiroshi Hase, Ricky Choshu trainee. Mm. I first saw this guy in Stampede Wrestling in the mid-'80s. He then made that return back to Japan at the top level of the New Japan Junior Heavyweights. He became one of the first and one of the very few in Japan who were able to transition from Junior Heavyweights to heavyweights in spite of the incredible competition in New Japan and All Japan in that era from the mid-80s on into the 90s. This guy still stood out so much to me. Um, I, I, the, the, the moves, the spot that I, that I always remember is, and it's, it's one that finally has been brought back to light just in the last year or so, the giant swing. This, yep. guy, this guy would do revolutions of 40 to 50 yeah, with the giant sure. swing back He's in the well, late 80s. And to me, he was always that underrated Japanese guy that never really made it to the top. Uh, probably his lack of size prevented that. But damn. Uh, Mike, I don't think he was that small of a guy. Mike. He wasn't, but when, when he was in the ring with the bigger guys, you know, it was it, you could it was always just look, enough. Look, he 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 always look. If you go and listen to my Suplex City podcast, which I know you have it, Mike, which you probably should because you're supposed to be you like write a that professor. Down, Suplex City. What's that? I'm writing it down. Suplex City. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> HP HPM SC. Do you have an iPhone? Twenty four nineteen. If no, you should because it gives you the back. I'm giving you backstory on who inspired me to yep. become the human suplex machine and my thoughts on suplexing. And her and Hase was uh, was was one of uh, key inspirations for me. Damn. And I talk about him, and you know he was one of the, I think the first guy to throw a Northern Lights suplex. And well, he, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, you're over here talking to me like I don't know who Horshi Hase is. I mean, it's a little I'm a little embarrassed I'm, for you. I, I, I'm, I'm bowing. I, yeah, I, you I should. Love you should I love, be, pay I love attention. Your knowledge. Pay attention to my broadcast out here. I do a lot of shows. That's a problem. I can't listen to all of them. I'd be 20, 25 hours a day, I'd be listening to Mike. Hey, you know what? One. You know what, bro? I do. I get more downloads than some wrestling shows get viewers. <laughs> but I digress. Mucho content. <laughs> all right. So, uh, but I don't do 76 million. That, that, those are other podcasters. Well, one, one day. Don't, don't, don't even let me start with the 76 million. <laughs> Don't even let me start. Look at Mike. <laughs> Don't even let me start. All right, who's your number uh, three, uh, Seth? A guy you're very familiar with. I have Two Cold Scorpio huh. as my number three. Interesting. Thought he's a very talented wrestler. Uh, he came in and did the gimmick uh, WWE with the flash funk, but he had some hot ladies dancing with him, so yeah. that always, it's always a plus. I don't think he got quite, you know, given that whole new name and everything, I think kind of hurt him a little bit as yeah. far as getting a push and everything. Not let him just... Uh, Ride on his, his skills and and you know well the, yeah I agree Scorps was a great uh, talent 
no doubt about it. Tremendous athlete. Not a little guy either. Some people thought because he moved so well in the ring, so athletic that he was small. He was actually very big. Uh, I had the pleasure of him breaking my neck along with Dimaleko. So I want to thank Scorp for that. Um, I put all the so guys well, broke your neck. That, mo- that moved him up to Seth's list. Exactly. <laughs> Seth originally had him at, at right around 10. <laughs> Once he factored that in, bam, right up to number three. Yeah, D- Dean's I my next pick. Yeah, yeah, Dean's is number one. Yeah. <laughs> so. Isn't it great that we can laugh about a broken neck? Oh, of course. Night? And I'm sitting like an idiot laughing. Yeah, I know. You um, imagine? No, but no, I think Scorp's a good pick for sure. And he cut cool promos and stuff. And uh, I don't have him on my list, but I, because I, I didn't copy a list that was on the internet like you did, Seth. You went on the list. Stop outing me. <laughs> Mike, you know what I mean, because I went and looked online at these t- most underrated, and you see all of these same guys, and it's all the guys you named, Seth. That is not true. You, are, you know what? If you don't bring your intellect... Then you're not going to be allowed on these shows with a guy like me and Mike. Oh, you're fibbing right now, anyway. I'm he's, not fibbing. He's just trying to so bury me. So you're saying it's it's top ten by Google. Thank Ta- you. Listen, Thank Taz you. is just jealous because I'm a huge Twitter star. That's that's the oh problem. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> so he's a little jealous of my Twitter fame. Paul Jones, line two. <laughs> <laughs> Do we not have another fan vote? <laughs> Please, uh, at this point, oh, get off the Well, no. It's funny you said that because. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this. Oh, this is my friend Lon. Lon didn't put his Twitter address on here. I don't know Lon personally. He lives in Florida, but he always calls into my show. Uh, he, Taz. Yeah, he he's a big fan. Hey, Taz is Lon for Florida, and uh, Lon had uh, he had Luke Harper at two. I you know Lon. I love you, but he's got a bunch of like he's got Kofi Kingston, Tyson Kidd, Low Key, Curtis Axel, Drew Galloway, Dean Ambrose, Cesaro, Wade Barrett. I mean, Lon. These are current wrestlers. Like. They're not underrated. These guys are young stars that are climbing. So I love you, Lon. Don't agree with it. I know you're going to tweet me and attack me. But Mike today told me to say all that stuff to you. So my number three is arguably could be my number one. I like this guy so much. And Mike, this is when you mentioned Art Bar. This is what I thought you were going to say. Manny Fernandez, the Raging Bull. Boy, you, you you always have Manny Fernandez on these lists, doesn't he? Doesn't he, Seth? He does. He's, like he's, he's using the same wrestlers over and over again. It's like it's, he's like, it's yeah, like he doesn't have to do any research. He just has one list and he uses he them over and over list. again. He, just, he, he switches them back and forth. It's the same guy. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! What? Why? Manny Fernandez to me. Was one and like a Kevin Sullivan, Manny Fernandez is one of the most believable in-ring competitors that ever laced up a pair of boots. His promos were great. The guy never got pushed hard. Mike Tenay, where is your heat with Manny Fernandez? He was a badass. I'm with you. Love Manny Fernandez. Didn't make my top ten. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Love how you just end like that. Ah, oh, didn't make my t- just outside, just outside my top fifty. Yeah. Well, that's. Uh, I thought you'd be more excited about Manny Fernandez, but uh, hey, he was a badass. Him and uh, Rude were a great team together. Oh man, yeah. I did not mention Manny Fernandez. Champions. I mean, this guy should have been pushed as a world champion somewhere. Most believable promos you ever going to hear in your life. All right, who's your number two, Mike? Well, I know you're going to agree with me on this one. I have uh, Steve Regal, aka William Regal. There you go. Uh, quickly, you've already covered the the high points. Consummate heel. Uh, absolutely no questioning the in-ring ability of this guy. Then you factor in the charisma, the mic work. We've seen what he can do both in terms of his own promos, what he can do as far as a general manager. Greatest facial expressions That's true. in the history of the I didn't bring that part up, but you're right about that. Uh, stu- student of the game. Guy can adapt to all styles. Here was the thing. I always thought that Regal would be the perfect fit for a real lengthy stay in Japan, but that never happened. 
I, I always saw him as being that Billy Robinson type guy from a from a uh, an in-ring ability. Never happened, but as you know, just an amazing career that he's had no for several decades in the states. I agree. Who's your number two, Mike? Uh, Seth, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, there's always been like a strongest man uh, gimmick going on in wrestling, and I think this guy was one of the mo- most legit uh, strongest men in Ted the Arcidi? sport. Ted Arcidi? <laughs> Ted Arcidi is my number two pick. Uh, no, this guy, uh, Ken Patera, is oh, my number two. Oh, I, I was going to have him on there. Yeah. Now, Ken Patera was, you know, if he came, maybe he's too before his time a little bit, like Superstar yeah. Graham, where if he came a little later, he would have been a, he could have been a world uh, champion. I, I was mean, a fan of his. The, the, when, he, when I was Full yeah. Nelson, swinging his, Full Nelson. Yeah, but his promo work, the way he looked, he had that blonde, like, curly Afro hair. So and hateable. Just, there was something, that, and even when he came back and he was older, you know, he still had that credibility, that ruggedness about him. Uh, always did the singlet with the Olympian uh, circles on it and stuff, the USA. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I like your pick, dude. Really do. Hey, cool. And he and Masa Saito are still not allowed in McDonald's. <laughs> Google, they got Google locked that, up. Yeah, Google that. Yeah, they Google that. It's, it's Waukesha, Wisconsin, by the way. Go- wow. Google it, read it, enjoy it. I, I know what you're talking about. They uh, went crazy. And I've been with other fellows on the road where we kind of did the same thing, but I will digress. <laughs> I will digress. Those guys were inspirations for us at fast food joints. At they sure were, weren't they? Oh, buddy. They All were right, the so my, yeah. The All predecessors. Right. So at Shitstain32. What? No. <laughs> Excuse me? It's a family show. This is the family show, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm joking. All right, so my number two is, uh, well, probably your number one, Mike, and Seth's number one because you guys are, again, Googling stuff. Oh, Jesus. Uh, on Anderson is my number two. Uh, every list. He's on every list for you. Uh, he's on Anderson, bro. I mean, there's nothing need to be said. Oh, Anderson is the greatest of all time. I mean, uh, on that could be underrated if he's the greatest of all time. Well, because he wasn't pushed as a world champion. He's always pushed known as a, as a, a tag team guy. Seth, you, I, I'll argue with you all day, bro, because you're going to lose. Um, Hall, of, Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer, but he was known as a tag team competitor. He never had that singles oomph push, and he could have carried one of the best talkers ever. In the ring, uh, his work was uh, completely amazing. Uh, you know, his physique, his look, he looked real. I don't know, his size. I mean, really, he's, that's why he's at my number two. I had three people that I wanted to put on my top ten most underrated, but thought that you guys would throw the flag. And I so love the, how there's fear the, amongst the, all the, of us. The, the, three, the three that I didn't put on right. were uh, Arn Anderson, Rick Rude, and Kurt Hennig, because I thought that there would be such a beef yep. that they would fall into that that category, like you said, of of having the push. But uh, like you said, pretty much any top ten list that has to do with being positive, you've got to have Arn Anderson on that list. That's what I'm saying, but Seth, don't agree. I don't think he's underrated. All right, well, okay. He's part of the four horsemen, like the biggest faction in the history of the sport. Well, I mean, you named Barry Windham. I did not. One of your uh, one, one of my Twitter followers. That you well, read. Why? <laughs> he goes, one of my Twitter followers. <laughs> <laughs> that's great stuff. Oh, that's funny. All right, so look, what are we up to number one? We need a drum roll here, dude. Uh, well, this time, we said no drum roll last time. This time, we All right, do a drum, drum roll. All right, drum roll sound effect in three, two, one. Uh, <laughs> Mike, today, go ahead with your number one. Yeah, my number one got stooged off earlier when you said uh, Brian Pillman. When you consider, first off, someone his size making the National Football League uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals as a free agent, pretty damn amazing. Uh, Went on to play in the CFL, trained with the Hearts in Calgary. Um, Another guy like Hiroshi Hase, who we mentioned earlier, 
you could never pigeonhole this guy as a cruiserweight. Despite the incredible matches with guys like uh, Jushin Thunder Liger, this guy's personality was so big, you had to put him in the heavyweight mix. And when you also take into account that this guy had, and and he was a, a great friend of mine as well, before the age of three, this guy had 40 operations to deal with polyps on his throat, which mm. was why I, he had that raspy-sounding yeah, voice. I knew that. I forgot about it, but I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 what, I remember what that. What that does to me is it sets the tone for this guy's life, for his career as the classic overachiever. I had Brian Pillman at number uh, one. Yeah, I mean, I had him, uh, as we know, at nine. I mean, I probably didn't do him enough justice, but... Uh, yeah, you said it best. I'm a big fan of the guy. Uh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Seth, who is your number two? Wait, right, I'm number one. I mean, we need a drum roll for Seth. The number one, number one, drum roll for Seth. And by the way, Seth's new name, Mike. What do you think it is? Seth the Jobber. <laughs> Seth the Google Googler. Uh, Googler. Seth man. the Google my, my, Jobber. Let me just tell you guys, my gimmick is the KFJ. That's the Kung Fu Jew. That's who I am. <laughs> I love that. Perfect. Can it be the KFJ Kung Fu Jobber? That's fine. All right. So drum roll for the Kung Fu Jobber in three, two, one. Tanae was, was afraid to put him on his list, but I was not afraid to put him at number one. Ravishing Rick Rude mm. so is my number one most underrated. Yes, he had a ton of success. He was the only guy to ever be on ECW, WCW, and WWE, WWF at the same time. Uh, he was involved with all three companies. But he could have been a world champion. I mean, he took guys like Ultimate Warrior and made the Warrior look Amazing. Right. Like he was a tremendous talent. He Great talent. Mike skills. He had it all. The body, the look, the whole thing. Tough the guy. Push. And he had the push, too, guy. That's why you shouldn't have had him on your list. Because Google said to have him on your list, so you had him on your list. No. Yes. That's no, not, it's true. I know. Hold, hold, hold on, Mike. Hold on. Mike, hold on. Hold on. I got this, Mike. Hold on, Mike. Help, Mike. I got this. Mike, Mike. You know what? Mike, all of a sudden, we got Wayne Bloom. <laughs> Thank you. All of a sudden, I'm working with Wayne the Train Bloom. I got, I got this, this, Mike. I, Mike, I got this. <laughs> That's why I set him up. See, Seth doesn't know what we're talking about. The know. Destruction Crew, bro. He's talking about the Destruction Crew from the AWA. The one guy who cut the promo, Mike Enos, would talk. and, uh, and Me Wayne, and Mike Enos. Uh, Wayne Bloom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, screwed me up. Yeah. Anyway, I was about to get really pissed. Go ahead, Seth, go. I can't go remember ahead. what the hell it was about. I'll get it right back to Rick you. Rick Rude. How many, this guy was the Intercontinental Champ. How, I mean, Arn Anderson was a television champion for months and months and months, singles championship. You're going to you compare the television, television championship in the NWA to the IC championship in WWF? I am. You're nuts. Now, Google is wrong. I'm not Googling. I think Rick Rude, he, he could have been a world champion. Rick Rude could have been a world champion. Rick yeah. Rude's an awesome competitor. Yeah. He was not underrated. I'm not burying Rude. I love the man. Love the man's work. I got to know him when he was a color commentator in ECW. You probably didn't know that either. Okay. Yeah, look at your face. You didn't know that. I knew he was in ECW. Kung Fu Jobber. Hiya! He read it on Google. <laughs> I'm going to Google you, Tanae. He's going to come from someone like he's getting hot. Ah! <laughs> Go, go, pee. Oh, it's horrible. I feel like I feel terrible right now. Oh my god, this guy's nuts. All right, so can I do my number one? Jesus Christ, yeah. Arn Anderson, Tony Blanchard, number one. Oh. No push. Look at this guy. Uh. Do you believe this guy? I got to deal with this guy. Uh. I got to deal with this guy. No respect for the fans. I need a drum roll for the sensei of the podcasting world. Oh my god. For he, the human podcast machine. Lord Tensai. No. <laughs> <laughs> I need a drum roll for me. In three, a two, a one. I'm on the Lawrence Welk. 
right here is my number one. It is Brad Armstrong. Oh, I, I love that pick. Yeah. Today I'm shocked you didn't have him on. Yeah, I did. I, I, I had him on my list that just couldn't make the cut, but I'm going to come back to you where you got me on a couple of people. Promo ability. He was good, bro. He was good. I thought he was. Did, I'll talk to you about. I thought he was really good at promos. I I didn't think that he was the top level promo. But wait, he was so be. good at promos that WWE put him in the announce desk. Remember that time with me and somebody? Oh, I, I remember. ECW, right? Oh, I remember. All right. I'll tell you what, his dad was a better promo than he was. Oh, my God. That his was dad, a great his promo. dad was and a it, great promo. And and I do think that Brad caught a really good promo. I do. I do. He's a great athlete, great worker. Agreed, I agreed, a thousand percent. Great physique. I mean, but I do his promo. I don't think his promo work was horrible by any stretch. Ben Ming's promo work. I didn't. I didn't say it was horrible. <laughs> I didn't think it was the main event level that that you were looking for to put him at number one on the list. Although I had Brad Armstrong would for sure be in my top fifteen or uh, twenty of of, un, of underrated guys. No question about that. Yeah, but you know what? He's the definition of underrated, though. He had all the all the tools, but never you know. Got, That's why he's yeah. my number one. That's why I'm a you know multi-time world champion. And I know this, and I want to thank both you guys, not just for coming on the show here. And you know, I, I love having you guys on. Sure, because, you do. You know, <laughs> never picks up a personal call. Nothing. Uh, busy. Always Mike. on vacation. Oh, busy, Mike. Look, always big time in it. <laughs> I want to thank both you guys for something else. Uh oh, this is not going to be good. No, it's going to be actually. The shoe's going to drop right here. No. <laughs> See, this is how I live every day with this guy. I keep waiting for him to say, he says something nice, and I'm like, oh, God, here it comes. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for not having me on your list. As a wrestler, you know, you if you want to feel like you're proud of your push, maybe because I'm shallow, and that's how I feel. Right. Well, Mike, we're doing the overrated show next week, right? Oh, that geez. goes without saying. <laughs> you hear what he said? That was good, Seth. <laughs> I gotta give you that one, bro. <laughs> bro, he goes, We're doing the overrated show next. Overrated show next. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. I don't want to be on that one either. <laughs> oh, I might be on that. Jeez, you got me thinking. Uh, you guys were saving me for overrated. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Nah, nah. I just don't want to be like Homer's on this show, you know? No, no, I don't want. I don't want to. You're three time world champion. Yeah, I hear you. Maybe, damn, maybe WWE could have been a little more, but you know. Anybody uh, mention Manny Fernandez and Kevin <laughs> Sullivan? Gary Hart talked about them once in a book. His book, bro. He had a book. <laughs> oh, this is a lot of fun. Mike, I am emailing this book as soon as we're done oh recording. Oh, my God. Well, at <laughs> BottleCap26. At BottleCap26. No. Um, so, look. Look. It's been fun. It's been fun. I want to thank you, Tanae. You're always the man. You well, come. We're not done. What? Do we, what? we got. We have three honorable mentions we have to do. Who said what? Who the hell are you? Who Who's said that? That's what we do every show. Well, I didn't know that. No, no one told me. <laughs> uh, chair shots, seven concussions. Uh, everybody's quiet now. Mentions. Tonight, you have 35 names I, in front of you. Who I, are you kidding? You don't have honorable right. mentions. Actually, I do. I do. He's right. You do. I already, actually, I gave you my three honorable mentions. Can we name, the, Mike, name three, rapid fire, and, and then I don't even have three. I'm, I, I struggle to get ten. Well, we just we, we, we talked right. earlier. I'd mentioned how uh, Arn Anderson, Rick Rude, and uh, Kurt Hennig would have been on my list, but I thought you would throw the flag. So I would I would throw names like that in there. I would I think if you go old school, think about a guy like Ray Stevens. Now Ray Stevens wow. had an yeah. incredible push in San Francisco, and if you talk to people like a Ric Flair, 
a Bobby Heenan, and what they think of Ray Stevens as a worker back in the day, they think of him as being in that 1960s and 70s, probably being the best. Yet he was never world heavyweight champion. So, I mean, I'll give you a couple of honorable mention guys like that. I would throw in also that I had that just didn't make my list. Uh, people like a Fit Finley, uh, people like uh, a Terry Taylor in terms of... Yeah, he, Terry's in, a great worker, no doubt. Great, great um, worker, never made it. So, I mean, I, I, I did have that, those extra I, guys. I would throw in, uh, like, let me interrupt you, like, in the level of, like, a push... Similar to the guys you just named, or like Martell, like Seth said earlier, Rick Martell. I would say Bad News, uh, Bad News Allen, Bad News Brown. I'd have in there. I, I think was a tremendous promo guy, a tremendous worker. I mean, I, I, I really thought he could have been pushed even more. You know, Long career. Oh man, what a character too when he came on the scene, right? Sure was. I looked online on all where Seth got his list on uh, Google, <laughs> and um, I saw like Goldust was on a lot of the list, and I don't know. I've always felt like he got pushed hard, but he was on a lot of these lists that you see online. The, the, the thing with Dustin Rhodes, and I thought about him for this list, but I, I didn't, didn't put him down even as, as an honorable mention, is probably what you said, the level of push that he had. But I go back and, and I watch the, the matches that he has now, and, and I think he's doing some of his best work really now as he has in his career. But when you look at those matches from 15 years ago, and there was a particular series that I remembered. It was the Dustin Rhodes-Steve Austin series of matches in WCW. I remember that. My God. They, they were maybe three, four down from the top. But it, it was the match that you would always look forward no, to no, seeing, even, Mike, even more I, than the top I, guys. I was in the arena. Um, I was working dark matches for them, trying to get a job back in the day, man. When uh, when um, Bill Watts was running the territory and Mike Graham was working there backstage yeah. and Dusty Rhodes, and where was the Omni in Atlanta? They worked a house show like a Friday night, and it was Dustin and uh, and Austin, as you said. Yo, Bro, they tore it up, man. I, that's so funny that you mentioned that, and we haven't had this conversation before. No. I saw a house show, just like you mentioned. This was at the, a place called The Forum in Los Angeles. Los, Los Angeles, How far yeah. back this goes. Yep. And these two son-of-a-guns, obviously, they said, you know what? This is not televised, but this is L.A. This is the big time. And like you said, the house show that you saw them have, they went out there and they stole the show to the point where at the end of that match, you said to yourself, uh, I think it, for me, that's when I said Steve Austin will really become that top level guy. Yep, and he did. It was that match that I saw with him against Dustin Rhodes? Agreed. Seth, name uh, three quick, rapid fire, and I'm I'm ending the show because I'm sick of talking both. Of you. <laughs> Kid Cash, Shelton Benjamin, and One Man Gang. One Man Gang, I agree with. Kid Cash, I could definitely see. Kid Cash cut a great promo, hell of a worker. Shelton Benjamin, tremendous hand, tremendous in the ring, excellent suplexer. Promo work, very, very rough. Very has a bad habit of closing his eyes while he talks. I'm not kidding. Really? Prom- oh, yeah, that was a big thing. Like in WWE, he would, he, would, he would go through this thing where he would cut his promo and he'd close his eyes a lot of times and keep his eyes closed at times. <clears throat> and I think a lot of times they would edit around, try and fix it. But, you know, that's a problem. You know, but I, a fan of Shelton, no doubt. I mean, tremendous worker. I don't think he was on the rail. I think he got pushed pretty good. Uh, the guy probably still in great shape, probably still could work. But in I like Japan. He's in Japan. He's in Japan. I did. Oh, you're right. He is. My bad. My bad. My bad. A second time I was wrong. Wow. Shows you, folks, I am human. I am the human podcast machine. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to wrap this up, Mike, so please don't talk. Um, I want to thank you, Mike, as always. Thank you, sir. Well, thank you so much, Taz. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. Well, boy, did I baby face that on the end, didn't I? <laughs> thank you. And Seth... You SOB kung fu jobber. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
KJK. Hold your thought. Kung Fu Java. Oh, you know, guys, thanks a lot. It's been a pleasure. You know, I'm just so lucky <laughs> as a fan to be working with such professionals as yourself. Hey, Tanae, when we got done with the show, I'm going to ask Seth and say, dude, have uh, have the guys put together, have him do put together his own little um, imaging audio sound effect for KJK, Kung Fu Jobber. Okay, FJ, whatever the hell the letters are, the Ackerman. And uh, and watch how good this This thing's going to be about 20 minutes long of him. Oh, sure. He's putting himself over. Everybody Ego. Kung Fu job. There it is. He already got it. He already knows what he wants to do. Look yeah, you got the Kung Fu fighting music in the background. Yep, yep. He already knows. He already knows. I uh, love Professor, it. I'll make you some too. Don't worry. No, you won't. Uh, no, we actually are making one for Mike. Well, Mike, we are going to surprise you next show. You'll see. Just... Okay, I won't hold my breath. No, won't. <laughs> Hopefully not. Um... Look, look, everybody, thanks for downloading this edition. It's been great with the boys right here, Fancy Draft Edition. Hope you guys had a good time. Remember, these lists are subjective. These are our opinions. We do not go over these lists beforehand. That's obvious. That's obvious for the Professor Mike Denae, for Seth, the Kung Fu Jabba himself. I am Taz. You are not. Thank you.